0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. And uh, check out uh, his stuff, subscribe to his services. Uh, Paul talking some college basketball and getting right into it. we got a great quintuple header that's right five straight games starting at noon eastern the last one uh tipping off at 10 30 eastern from iowa state kansas to st mary's and gonzaga let's go to the strongest conference in college basketball the big 12 seven and three in the big the last big 12 sec challenge last saturday iowa state iowa state lost in that uh, sec big 12 uh, challenge at missouri by double digits and then they bounce back for 30 minutes as they built a 23 point lead in Lubbock against Texas Tech and blew it, losing in overtime. One thing to run clock, but man, you got to get into your offense when you get down to about eight or 10 seconds on the shot clock. They did not, so really lose a little bit of confidence uh, in their bench in that one. Pick it here against Kansas. Kansas, after dropping three in a row, has won two in a row against two tournament bound teams, Kentucky and Kansas State. We're looking right around a pick them for this Saturday game.
1: Yeah, you know, Jimmy, uh, as you indicated, uh, Iowa State, they enter this weekend's critical uh, Big 12 matchup, having lost three of their past five and four of their past six. But all those blemishes, important to note, have come on the road. Uh, the Cyclones, they remain unscathed at home at Hilton Coliseum. They're 11-0 and there this season. You know, prospects weren't really all that high for Iowa State entering the season. They lost their uh, top guard. A freshman last year Tyrese Hunter who defected to Texas and he was really kind of their he was their top player last year without question most people picked the Cyclones as a second division finisher this year and the the Big 12 they were picked to finish eighth uh, in the conference's preseason media poll but they've had a pretty solid season to this point they don't have uh, an individual star who jumps off the page at you they've just got five guys who average between eight-and-a-half and 13-and-a-half and and points a game. They've got two more uh, that contribute six and seven points a game. I think it's pretty clear uh, their guard, Caleb Grill, he missed last weekend's loss at the Missouri due to injury. He seems to be their glue. Uh, they have, again, at home, been very successful this year. They've already beat Baylor, uh, Texas, and Kansas State in Ames this year by a combined 30 points. I think Iowa State's going to take Kansas, give me uh, Iowa State at minus one or better over defending national champion Kansas.
0: You mentioned Grill. He was a big part uh, of them building that big 23-point lead in Lubbock on Monday night, but thought uh, he kind of forced some. And, and listen, and that's that's for the whole team at Iowa State. Their, their quality of shots uh, was so poor uh, down the stretch that allowed Texas Tech – uh, back in that game but Iowa State back at home where they are very tough to be uh, in aim so right around a pickup range are you willing to lay a point or two Paul
1: yeah I would go up to minus one I don't want to lay okay. any more than a point because it is Kansas so uh, we'll say Iowa State up to minus one
0: All right, the the next game on ESPN, 2 o'clock Eastern tip-off, Tennessee uh, trying to bounce back after being upset down in Florida. That was a big game for Florida because, you know, you look at the NET rankings and the committee definitely uses that as one of their tools uh, for the selection process, and 40s is kind of bubble territory for the NAT. Well, uh, Florida went from 52 to 41. So they kind of hopped from one end of the bubble to the uh, to the other on the good side and really needed that one, and it was a big win in front of a packed house in Gainesville on Wednesday night. Here comes Tennessee to bounce back, though. And one thing about we're looking at about 10.5, 11-point spread uh, in this one. At first, it looks to be a little high. For a team that's headed to the tournament right now under Bruce Pearl and Auburn, but no, make no mistake, this is not last year's Auburn team. And also, and also, uh, Tennessee beat uh, Texas by double digits in the Big Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Texas is better than Auburn. Simply put, I like Tennessee to bounce back in this one. Paul, how do you how do you see it?
1: I think you hit the nail on the head, Jimmy, with one of your comments. This is definitely not uh, last year's Auburn team. This is a team that flirted this season, flirted with the top ten during the first month of the season this year, uh, probably primarily based on last season's accomplishments. Uh, But frankly, in my opinion, they've been one of the nation's uh, bigger disappointments to this juncture in the season. Uh, And then you look at this Tennessee team, like you mentioned, this past Saturday, that 11-point home victory over Texas in the Big 12 SEC Challenge Uh, That was not your typical 11-point victory. Uh, They led Texas by 22 with 13 minutes remaining. Uh, The Longhorns were never uh, in that game. But then they go to Gainesville last night, Wednesday, February 1st. They lose on the road in Gainesville, Florida, 67-54. I think the Volunteers, they're going to be in a foul mood Saturday in Knoxville. Uh, I think they'll bounce back. Uh, As a matter of practice, though, I really don't like to lay double uh, digits against a team such as Auburn that I still consider, even though they've been disappointed, still consider them to be a quite capable conference foe. So I'm likely, you know, I'm going to be following along because this is a very intriguing game, uh, but I don't think I'm going to have a ticket in my pocket on this matchup uh, on Saturday there in Knoxville.
0: I'm going to take Tennessee there. Also, Auburn was fortunate to cover their SEC Big 12 Challenge game. They were down big in Morgantown against West Virginia. And then also, West Virginia up late. Uh, um, they, you know, Auburn gets a three, a steal, and another deuce to kind of backdoor it. And the uh, best free throw shooter, Stevenson, for West Virginia, missed a free throw to allow Auburn to cover by one. I'm taking Tennessee in a bounce-back spot. Bruce Pearl coming back home to Knoxville. How about that? Where he started things uh, in the SEC. The next game on uh, ESPN. Both uh, both uh, Matt Humans and I were on this one. Two teams that I've been backing the last three or get three or four games in the Big Ten have been Indiana and Maryland. Well, they were playing each other on Tuesday night. Indiana peeking ahead maybe a little bit to this matchup as number 1 Purdue comes to Bloomington in Assembly Hall. It's a 4 o'clock Eastern tip on ESPN. We're projecting the Boilers to be right around two-point favorites on the road in Indiana. Again, Indiana had won four straight before they loss at College Park in Maryland on Tuesday.
1: You know, talking about this Purdue team, aside from a, a one-point loss uh, at home on the second day of January to Rutgers, You know, they've been perfect, Uh, 22 victories in their other 22 games. Uh, You know, they've got, inarguably, I think, that this year's winner of the National Player of the Year Award in uh, 7'4", 295-pound center Zach Eady, the man in the middle from Toronto, really a force uh, there in the middle for the Boilermakers. Um, You look at this trip, though, coming up on Saturday, traveling to Bloomington, again, to face an Indiana team uh, off a double-digit loss, as you indicated there at uh, Maryland. And much like Tennessee, you know, the Hoosiers going to be in a foul mood. They are a tough out in Bloomington. Uh, they have already beat this year in Bloomington, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Wisconsin, uh, defeated all three of those teams by double digits at home, defeated all three of those over the past three weeks. So really playing well in uh, Indiana. I would like to think that we could get three here with the Hoosiers, but I'm not expecting that. I'll take a small shot if I can get the Hoosiers at two-and-a-half or better. Don't think I'll take the two, but at two and a half, plus two-and-a-half or better, I recommend taking Indiana over Purdue.
0: All right, so uh, Indiana plus two-and-a-half or better. It's going to be very close uh, to that number. This is always a big one, and not quite as um, – have the, the star appeal as usual. But the Battle of Tobacco Road, the triangle in uh, Durham, Chapel Hill, it'll be a 6.30 Eastern tip on ESPN in the um, in uh, Durham. Uh, Duke were projected to be around a four-point favorite over North Carolina. North Carolina, were they peeking ahead a little bit when they lose at home by one to Pitt as eight-and-a-half-point favorites? They had won six of seven. And their only loss was at Virginia, where Baycott was hurt in the first two minutes. So they had been coming on, but uh, that loss at Pitt uh, stings a little bit. Dukes at home, going to be right around a four-point favorite against North Carolina.
1: You know, first of all, it's still Duke, North Carolina. You know, no question about it. One of the greatest rivalries in all of college sports. You know, but it's fair to say at the same time, you don't expect these two blue bloods uh, to enter a early February meeting with identical seven and four records in the ACC. I mean this is a league that's currently only ranked as the nation's six toughest. so it's not like you know they're playing in the in the big 12 or one of the nation's very top conferences. Uh, to look at these two teams collectively, they are only two and six this year against top 25 teams and they're below 500 even against top 50 teams. They are a combined six and seven. Uh, Since January 1st, this Duke team's really been uneven. They've really had choppy performances in the new year. Only one in seven against the spread, so only one cover in eight games this year. Both teams, they do have nice uh, men in the middle, nice big men. Duke's seven-foot freshman center, uh, Cal Filipowski, 16 points a game, nine-and-a-half rebounds. A little over one still a game for Philip Powski. so a well-rounded center. And then, of course, for North Carolina, you mentioned earlier, veteran Armando Baycott, 17.7 points per game, 11.5 rebounds a game, and a little over one block a game. So that's going to be an intriguing matchup, I think, to follow. When you have teams that are kind of struggling, teams that are off, I tend to lean towards the underdog. I happen to like the fact that North Carolina is off of a loss at home. Now they're on the road. They need, uh, you know, they need a peak effort. You don't want to le- you know, lose games in in stretches. Um, you know, get on a losing streak. So if I can get four, probably even three and a half. I obviously, prefer four if you're looking at the underdog. But I'd like to take the uh, Tar Heels plus the points here uh, in this Tobacco Road showdown. Yeah, I think they'll be a little bit more focused
0: as well, uh, as opposed to the game against Pitt. Last game of this quintuple header on uh, ESPN. Go out to the West Coast. Kind of role reversal uh, for Gonzaga this year. They usually are so primed up early in the year, so much better, so much more developed than most of their competition because that is the beef of their schedule, their non-conference. But they kind of struggled more in November, December than usual, and now they've picked it up. They've won 13 of 14 now, just a one-point loss at home to Loyola Marymount. Uh, BYU uh, is a common opponent that I look to here in Provo because St. Mary's wins on a shot, uh, two a two with point three left to win 57-56 uh, in Provo. St. Mary's projected to be as much as a four-point favorite, total around 136 over the visiting Zags.
1: Yeah, th- this isn't the same Gonzaga team as in recent years. They're still awfully good, but I don't know if they're a team that can contend for the national championship and in the last, you know, three or four years when they've really been at the top of the uh, college basketball totem pole, if you will, they could score from all five positions, at least four positions. And a lot of teams, teams in college basketball, even the top teams, can't really do that. But this year, I think there's, they're more heavily dependent on uh, Drew Timmy, the uh, big man from the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, don't have, I think, as many scoring options as they've had in the past. St. Mary's projects as a four-point favorite, but I like the total here. I project the total to be 136. You've got one team, Gonzaga, that likes to play fast, another team, St. Mary's, that likes to play slow. And I've always maintained, Jimmy, you know, it's much easier for a slower-tempo team to impose their tempo on a faster-tempo team than vice versa. And St. Mary's in this series specifically, they've done an exceptional job in recent meetings of getting up up tempo, uh, Gonzaga to, to cool its jets a little bit, if you will. The teams they met uh, six they have met six times the past two seasons. Four of those matches have totaled 133 or fewer points. Uh, again, under Mark Few, Gonzaga has been one of the nation's uh, faster paced teams. They like to get out and run. But Saint Mary's they ranked 358 out of 363 Division One teams in adjusted tempo. They also are very strong defensively, ranking fifth in uh, defensive uh, efficiency. So this is a defensive team, a team that likes to control the tempo. I look for the Gales to uh, successfully lull the Zags, if you will, into their preferred style of play. I like the under 136. And of these marquee games, this is uh, by far my favorite selection of the week, the under 136 in the game pitting Gonzaga at St. Mary's.
0: All right, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> it was Paul Stone who uh, uh, kind of taught us, uh, educated us on uh, what is a Lancer, Cal Baptist. Well, uh, the, the Lancers, as far as this is concerned, they're a cover machine as of late. That's what i tell you what they are. They are uh, rolling, and can they, the one you picked a couple weeks ago, uh, Paul, that, they blasted that team. It was never in doubt. Here comes Abilene Christian, who Randy gave out, Randy McKay gave out on my radio show, uh, on Wednesday night, they went into Seattle as a seven point underdog and win by 15. Now, Abilene Christian heads to Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist were projected to be around seven and a half point favorites.
1: Yeah, you know, first of all, Jimmy, you know, I love me some uh, Western Athletic Conference hoops, so I'm going to go back to the whack here. Uh, not surprising, I've identified a, a side in this league that I like. In uh, that game, again, is going to be California Baptist hosting the Abilene Christian Wildcats. Abilene Christian, they enter on a two-game winning streak. You mentioned the game last night. Uh, they won at Seattle, came from behind. I think they trailed by more than double digits at the half, held uh, Cal Baptist to just 19 points in the second half, or held Seattle, rather, yeah. to just 19 points in the second half, won that game over Seattle 83-68, closed as a 7.5 point, uh, underdog, which is about what I project this line to be. I project Cal Baptist to be favored by seven, maybe seven and a half. They're coming off ACU, what I would call the victory over Seattle last night, their most in, uh, impressive victory of the year. Uh, you've got an Abilene Christian team again. They were winning on the road as an underdog last night, Wednesday, February first. Meanwhile, Cal Baptist was losing at home uh, as a favorite. The Lancers fell seventy-two. 72- 71 to Southern Utah. The Lancers' Hunter Goodrick missed two free throws with three seconds remaining in that game. Uh, So Cal Baptist comes in off uh, two successive losses. And I often say, you know, I like to be the contrarian sometime, and I'm going to adopt that position in this game. Sometime when others bob, I'm going to weave, and that's going to be the situation here. I look for Cal Baptist to snap uh, the, the mini slump The Lancers good up to minus seven and a half on Saturday against Abilene Christian.
0: Uh, Armstrong, in a losing effort, had an unbelievable night uh, for Cal Baptist, uh, 25 points on 10 of 12 shooting, including two from three, but from beyond the arc. He led the team in points, rebounds, assists and steals uh, on uh, Wednesday night in a one point loss. All right, so Cal Baptist minus the 7.5. And and the final one, we go back to the Big 12, the premier conference in college basketball this 2022-2023 season. This is a 4 o'clock tip on ESPN2. Manhattan, Kansas, 1.5. Kansas State is projected to be a a 1.5 point favorite over Texas. Remember, this was a game early in conference play where K-State went to Austin and dropped 116 in regulation. No overtimes uh, in Austin and kind of sent some – some warning signs out of that Texas program losing Chris Beard. They've said they've steadied. This guy, the interim coach, is not Chris Beard, but it's not the drop off that some uh, had predicted after he left. So, uh, Texas, again, are looking for a, re- a revenge a little bit here against Kansas State. Talking about missed shots, you may have not seen it because it was streaming on the Big 12. Plus. K State, in that 11 point loss to Kansas, missed so many shots. I think they finished like. Eight of 22 at the rim. I mean, really missed a lot of easy shots in that loss at Fog Allen. Kansas State, minus one and a half with Texas.
1: You know, I think a lot of us, first of all, uh, since Chris Beard was uh, dismissed earlier this season, you know, we've kind of talked about the fact that Texas is not as good defensively under interim coach Rodney Terry. Maybe they don't have the the same spark and so forth. We all agree the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. And who right now is alone, you know, at the top of the Big 12 standings all by themselves other than Texas? Uh, Texas at the top of the Big 12 heap, 7-2 and two, uh, in league play. You've got four teams, however, just a game back at 6-3, and three, uh, one of those teams being Kansas State. And Kansas State, as you mentioned, they're going to go for the season series uh, sweep against the Longhorns Saturday in the Little Apple you mentioned. Uh, as well, the game in early January in Austin, Kansas State, 116 to 103. That had to be one of the most impressive offensive showings uh, by any team in all of college basketball this season. In that game, Kansas State hit 60% of their shots from the field. They hit 54% from beyond the arc, uh, hit 13 of 24, three pointers. In that game, Marquise Noel, uh, their transfer guard, guy that's 5'8 out of Harlem, New York. Kind of had his coming out party. Kind of let people know that he was, uh, you know, a, a player to be reckoned with. Had a, a season high, rather, and a game high: thirty-six points in the previous victory over the Longhorns. The Wildcats—they've lost their last two conference games, so they're coming in limping a little bit. They've lost both those games on the road. However, lost as you mentioned to Kansas, and before that at Iowa State. They desperately need a victory uh, to maintain any hope of the regular season Big Twelve uh, title. It's tough to win on the road in this uh, in this league. I think Kansas State gets it done uh, against the Longhorns, gets the series sweep on Saturday. I don't want to lay two here. I think you know the line could be as high as two. I'm hoping it's one and a half or one. But take Kansas State up to minus one and a half over Texas Saturday in Manhattan.
0: All right. In review, Paul's picks uh, for the Saturday uh, afternoon college basketball slate: Kansas State. Uh, Up to minus one and a half against Texas. Cal Baptist up to uh, minus seven and a half against Abilene Christian. Under uh, 136 in the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game. North Carolina plus three and a half or four uh, against Duke. Uh, A lean on Indiana at two and a half or better against Purdue on Saturday at home. Uh, And then Iowa State, uh, Brighter and a pick'em Minus up to minus one against Kansas. I've got Tennessee minus 10 and a half, 11 uh, against Auburn. So uh, that's it for this uh, Saturday. Saturday full slate of college basketball. Paul, tell them where to find, uh, find your services as well at Paul Stone Sports.
1: They can take a look, Jimmy, at what I have to offer at uh, Paulstonesports.org. Uh, each week I also have a podcast that comes out, usually drops. Uh, On uh, Wednesday night, uh, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, which is available through my website or all your favorite platforms. So, uh, paulstonesports.org.
0: All right. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Otto the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.